Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, co-founder and chief royalty officer of Royalty. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparence Entertainment Group. I handle registrations and repertoires for performers and rights holders around the world. Hi, welcome back to Money in the Air, the Neighboring Rights Podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. Today, can we talk about selling performers' rights in neighboring rights, please? Before on the podcast, we had mentioned that this was an inalienable right that you could not sell, you could not transfer. However, you can do assignments of these royalties. So we wanted to kind of provide an update, at least what we're seeing at Sound Exchange here in the United States. Before, they would not pay anybody other than the performer, unless you had a rep that was collecting for you, primarily outside of the U.S. Say you did a deal with a Cobalt or with the Pure Music or any of these other neighboring rights administrators out there that would collect your Sound Exchange royalties for you, then they would allow that income to be redirected to the administrator. However, in recent months, we have seen cases where Sound Exchange is now allowing performers to sell the royalties. We have seen transactions that involve Sound Exchange royalties. So we wanted to provide an update to all of those high-earning individuals, performers that would be looking to sell this income stream. This is now a possibility for you. That's really interesting. So if you're selling your catalog of recordings, then you need to make sure in the language whether you're selling your performer's neighboring rights revenue stream or not. And it's totally up to you because now apparently it's fine to sell them. And even if the sale of the right isn't transferred worldwide, the sale of the right to receive the revenue is very interesting. Tanya, do you have any idea if we could do that in the rest of the world yet? I've heard rumblings about it happening at PPL. So it's where you have like a US performer. So they've sold their sound exchange royalties for a, to a nice big deal. And because they don't have a worldwide mandate at sound exchange, they're like regional at PPL or GPL, for example. Then, yes, the new administrator or rep that's doing the deal will that at PPL. Yeah, they will start to receive all the PPL royalties. And it's not dissimilar to, you know, advances when reps give an advance. So that's very interesting. So even though the Rome Treaty hasn't been amended and the right to receive the royalty still can't be waived, the revenue stream itself can be sold or transferred just as it would have been if you had hired a rep to collect it and administer it on your behalf. I think that's very good news for both sides. No, I don't disagree, but I really want to iron out the points of what is able to be sold. I know it's kind of tomato, tomato of are you selling the right or are you selling the royalty? the right gives you the royalty. So they seem like they're synonymous and interchangeable. They're actually two very explicit and different things. The right is what is attached to the copyrights, whereas 
If you're a royalty recipient, you're just receiving the income. You don't have any authority to make decisions, at least as is acknowledged in different countries for the copyright, but you do have the right to receive the income. So you think of it more as a passive income participant. It's a really good distinction, Andrew. And also it's not dissimilar to when a performer passes away and there's an estate and there's, you know, next of kin and heir, then they have to decide amongst themselves who is receiving the royalties, like which bank account or bank accounts. It's very similar. That's another great point, because if they don't dispose of it properly in the will, by naming it specifically, it dies with them. So if you're only receiving the income, if you're only buying right to the income, you could lose that income. Whereas if you're buying the right itself, you could perfect it before anyone dies. So if you are the purchaser of either the right or the revenue stream, be very specific in your wording and make sure that you do everything necessary to protect whatever it is you're buying. Contracts are going to become very complex now, as if they weren't already. Well, that's it. I think we've boggled everyone's mind and we should leave it at that. Any last words? Write a will. Write a will and talk about equitable remuneration and where you want that to be paid once you pass on. If you're a member of IFR, log in as a member on the website and the codicil for your will is there. I drafted it and it's got blanks for you to fill in and have witnessed. So another good reason to join IFR at ifr.co.uk. Just click on join us, become a member, and then you can have that wording for free. Well, guys, thank you. That is actually blowing my mind. Thank you everyone for listening as well. Take care and have a great week.